2: Board up the doors, lock it, stay inside, and don't come out until morning.
1: Just wait for me to come inside, you dummy! Get out of the
2: way! Hit him with your best shot! Oh, on the planes did you do that? That makes it tough to kill him then, Jack! We've got something that can help. Haven't you had a chance to clean that up? How long does that spell last, Jack?
5: Should have stuck
4: with sheep. Boy, are her dogs barking. You're goddamn ugly. And he runs up. Let's see. Is he gonna hit? Oh, <laughs> yeah, with a natural 20.
1: Oh! oh! Oh, that's very good on this on this roll.
5: Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 102, Hold the Dark.
6: MVP this week is Izzy, who's been hanging out with us on Discord and who found us through our podcast of the Frostmaiden crossover with Wizards of the Coast. Hey, Izzy. This one's for you.
5: Coming at ya. We are happy to announce that Dice Shame has a new merch store. Woo! Teespring was fine and all that, but with limited supplies, we opted to try Redbubble on for size. So you can find all your favorite lines from the show, including Bingo Bango, The Old One Two, Bad Dice Pay the Price, and many more. Some illustrated by the talented Adam Davis, others illustrated by Limey D, all available for you. Get them on a shirt, a sticker, a button, or a face mask. Check it out at redbubble.com people slash Dice Shame.
6: Go there now before they sell like hotcakes.
5: What the hell is a hotcake?
6: You ready to do this? (laughs) Yeah, let's play
1: D&D. Yes.
6: So you're standing in Firth's house in the darkness, the smell of rotten sheep flesh pungent in your nostrils. Your hearts are pounding with adrenaline from just having convinced a bloodthirsty mob to dissolve. And then, a scream from the streets outside, and Alette runs into view, carrying human remains. Kraloth, you're standing at the window, and you see that villagers have started running in all directions. Yeah. Alette is trying vainly to rally them. You have weapons! Your children are safe in your houses! Let us find this beast! We must strike now! But no one seems to be listening to her, and she stalks off in frustration, drawing her greatsword.
2: And Kraloth runs to the door, concern painted on his face, and says, we have to go help them, and begins marching down the walkway towards them.
6: A snowstorm is gathering Kraloth, and the flurries fly around past your face in the wind as you look out at the scene of chaos. A few hundred feet away, someone's house is on fire now. A dropped torch on the road gutters fitfully, shedding a dim pool of light. Nearby, you watch as a small family flees into the forest, the parents holding axes and lanterns, children clinging to each other.
2: This isn't right. This is foul. I think Red turns to
5: Firth, and he's just like, Firth, stay here. Uh, stay quiet. And he removes the manacles, because like, what the fuck is he going do? But stay here, and maybe clean up some of these heads.
1: Kieran, stay with Firth.
6: <laughs> okay, boss.
5: And stay quiet. You can't be seen, so if anyone comes looking for you, mm. they don't know you're here.
6: All right, friend.
5: I really think Red, like, as, you know, stands next to the door, and I, I think he looks at that letter quickly. Okay. So I think Red just quickly... Pulls out the small letter and opens it very delicately, in case Furf is watching, <laughs> and just reads what's inside of it. Dear Reynard, forgive my abruptness, but you are in grave danger. The man you described clearly carries a dark curse. You must flee with your son to my estate. We have ample stores laid up for the winter and can shelter your family and friends. Accompanying this letter is a magical ring. It has been imbued with a spell that will suppress this man's hunger for a short while. It should be enough to facilitate your escape. It has been charmed to attune to you quickly, as I fear the danger is near. Please do not trouble yourself with a response. I will see you soon enough, your friend, in joy and strife. Marina Cindergather. Mm. This ring. Jack, and I hold it open. What, what kind of spell is on this
1: ring? The fastest way is to attune to it. I'll put it on my finger.
6: You have in your hand a magical ring of spell storing. Oh. Currently, there is one spell stored in it. Mm. Additionally, a character can attune to this item in one minute.
5: Red slips the ring on his finger and looks towards the other two and, and crosses his fingers and then heads
2: out to join Kraloth. Kraloth is slowly moving towards the chaos, with his mace in his hand and his shield drawn.
6: Kraloth, you hear the sharp beat of a hammer. Someone is trying to board up their home nearby, and a man screams in pain somewhere close by in the darkness. Maybe two or three houses over.
5: I feel like Red and Jack flank him on either side with Kraloth in the lead as we're all walking. Like Red's bow is drawn, pointed down. Kraloth has his like mace out and Jack has like fire just yeah. lifting from his fingertips.
1: So we like walking yeah. as the
5: snow's falling Shh. around us. Doran follows you guys, axe drawn. Let's do this, brother. Yeah. Together.
2: At the sound of this screaming man, Kraloth moves towards that. That sounds like the source of where this... Yeah. Whatever it is, could be.
6: You run, you turn the corner, and you come upon a grisly scene. A dying man on the ground, blood spurting through a wound in his chest. Beside him, kneeling, Zafri, and a pitchfork bloody in the snow. Zafri turns, his pale face up to you in disbelief and horror... I heard a n n n-n-n-noise. I thought it was the m-, m monster He came around the corner so fast. Dad! The man gurgles in response, blood seeping out of his mouth.
2: Kraloth runs up to this dying man and immediately puts his hands on him and says, It's okay. All right. I'm, I'll see what I can do. We'll, we'll do everything we can. I'm going to do a medicine check. Is there any hope? Uh, that is a sixteen.
6: He's got about three rounds in him, and then he's going to die.
2: You're going to be okay. Red... Let's cure him up. Yeah,
5: Red slides down next to him and places his hands over, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds just at a
2: level one. Let's get him stable.
6: That's more than enough for a commoner.
2: Well, could we do Mm. Spare the Dying on him to make him stable?
6: He's not dead yet.
2: Yet. Let's kill him. Wait. wait.
4: (laughs) you (laughs) wait. Just wait three three
6: rounds and then... (laughs) Either way, I'll spend the
5: spell slot and cure him up for six hit points.
6: Cool, yeah. His Breathing evens, and the wounds close underneath your hands. And he closes his eyes in repose. And Zaffrey says, is he going to be, be, be all right?
5: He's going to be okay, but get him somewhere safe. Hey, where does Renzo live?
6: He points vaguely in the direction of the center of town.
1: I could snap and pull up a map of the town from above, just to, to get the real answer of where's Renzo live, just so
2: we know where we're headed.
6: Yeah, he stabs a finger down decisively on the map.
2: Before you go, where do you live so that we can check up on them later?
6: Th- th- this is my house.
2: Board up the doors, lock it, stay inside, and don't come out until morning, all right?
6: Th- th- thank you. Th- thank you.
2: Has it been a minute?
6: Yeah, it's been a minute now. Okay. So you attune to this rare ring, and you find that it has the spell Remove Curse already stored inside of it. The remaining slots are empty.
1: Okay. I'm getting the sense of of where... Omnivore big furry thing, my guess is maybe bear or something. A remove curse might be like unbear him for a minute. Aware bear. To... Or or aware something, but that's that's kind of the vibe I'm picking up. I can do it. Uh. Renzo's house is this way, I think. You
6: head through the dark streets, hearing the sounds of chaos all around you. There are a couple of villagers who have set themselves up with short swords and crossbows and they are making patrols of the street and they nod at you as you pass by.
5: Go home and board yourselves up. You're not going to be any use to anyone dead.
6: You see a lone figure near the tree line. They are pacing in a circle.
2: Hmm. You guys see that? And Kraloth begins walking towards it.
6: A dog starts barking and baying nearby, identifying the figure as Eleth. She notices your approach, paying attention to the dog's reaction, and backs off, squaring herself to you and readying her sword. You see that she's been examining the mangled corpse of some animal. Keep your distance. I'm no easy victim.
2: Uh, Alette, what are you talking about? We mean you no harm.
6: Stay away from me.
2: We only seek to find out what has afflicted this town. As do I. Where's Renzo?
6: I've not seen Renzo. I
2: never really
5: trusted him, to be honest. With
6: you. The corpse here was clearly a large animal, probably a horse. It's been nearly completely devoured. It's just a red smear and some large bones in the snow. Oh my god. And the Basset Hound is barking at you, lunging and retreating, eager to protect its mistress. I can't trust you. I'm sorry. I have to protect myself.
1: We got a letter meant for Raynard it, it, from Marina Cindergather. I don't know if you know who she is, but but Raynard had described someone cursed and we've, we've got something that can help. We just need to find whoever's been cursed to, and is haunting this town and we can help.
6: She drops the point of her sword down to the snow and she makes a hand gesture to the dog who stops barking. And she says, If Renzo is behind this, I don't know what I'll do.
1: It might not be his fault. If he's cursed... It might not be Renzo's.
5: All we're saying is Renzo was very eager to keep the eye off of the sheep. And he was very fervent that it was Firth who was to blame. And it was very clear that he was the one that was setting him up. That's as much as we know, which where we come from is enough to at least warrant being very nervous around that person.
6: A strangled scream emanates from the town. She turns back and she says we are needed alright
4: let's get going let's go
6: as you run back into town through the blizzard you spot Renzo Addy he's crouching just outside of the town smithy looking down at a body of a villager on the front steps and as you approach he looks up at you and he says shame really they've been starving so long there's so little meat left And as you watch, his eyes sag down. His mouth grows into a giant, grotesque maw, stretching and splitting his lips, a stream of saliva dripping out. And he takes the villager's entire arm, ripping it clean from the body in a shower of blood and swallowing it whole. Everybody make a constitution saving throw for me.
5: Whoa. What? 18. All right. 11.
6: 11, okay.
5: Six. Oh, no. Oh, shit.
4: And eight.
6: Well, guess what? The sight of this abomination chills you to your bones, but then Doran and Kraloth and Jack, you hear a tiny voice coming from Doran's hands. And Splitter says, don't worry, guys. You can kill anything.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And you
6: are saved from the terrifying visage of this monster. And now everyone roll for initiative.
2: Hey. All right.
6: (laughs) All right. Kraloth, what'd you get? You sound happy. 14. (laughs) Not bad. Doran.
2: Thirteen.
6: Jack?
1: I'm swinging all over the place. I rolled a two, so I got seven.
6: And red? Fourteen. Krayloth, do you want to go first or red?
5: I wouldn't mind going first if it's all the same to you, Krayloth. Sure.
6: Light from burning homes and dropped torches flickers in the distance, and a blowing snow reduces the visibility to a mere 60 feet. You hear the crackling of fire you hear screams of terror coming from some homes, and Renzo stands up from his meal and runs at you. Red, he gets immediately up to you, and he tries to bite you.
5: Bring it on!
6: That's a thirteen to hit. No. Okay, so he misses you, and he draws a long sword. <laughs>
5: I
4: think Doran scoffs like that.
6: Scoffing is a free action. You can just do that.
5: It's your, but he uses your reaction.
6: That's right. It's
5: the official rule.
6: Red, it's your turn. You have this creature up against you, this human.
5: Red looks him dead in the eyes and says, that's enough of this. And he places his hand on this creature's body. And he's going to cast Remove Curse using the ring he just attuned to.
6: All right. So you touch this creature and his mouth sort of shrinks back to normal size and he just starts panting in fury.
5: So Red touches him as Remove Curse is cast and then he steps back and runs 60 feet behind the group so that he keeps this creature in his
2: eyesight
6: cool kraloth
5: take him down
2: kraloth sees red do this and he hasn't seen the ring he doesn't know anything about this he's like how in the plains did you do that and he steps forward into red's place directly he's going to say doran hit him with your best shot and he's going to use path to the grave on renzo so that the next hit does double damage.
6: Gotta hit him with your best
2: shot. <laughs> Thanks, Doran.
6: Doran, it's your turn.
4: <laughs> Doran hits him with his best shot. <laughs> good. And he runs up. Let's see. Is he gonna hit? Oh, yeah, with a natural 20. Oh! <laughs> so Oh,
1: that's very good on this on this roll.
4: Okay. 68 damage. Wow. Wow. 68. damage.
6: (laughs) That's not nothing. That was your first attack. Oh, yeah. That's right. I have
4: two. (laughs) Um, So that's going to be 22 to hit. Nice. Good stuff. Nine damage. Okay. Plus, I am going to use my action surge. Nice. One additional action, which is going to be an attack. 18 to hit. Yes. Nice. 17 damage. Okay. Nice. Whoa. So that's another 22. Yep. Nice. Hey. To hit. 14 more damage. My turn's complete.
6: Well
2: done. You did 108 points of damage in that round. (laughs) Holy fuck. That not dead?
6: (laughs) Substantial.
2: The record. Good job. Holy fuck. He
6: still got a head? You wield Orc Splitter with ferocity, hacking away at this monster, and he is still alive.
5: She laughs maniacally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Orc
6: is loving this. This is great.
5: Cool. Good job.
4: Great job. Wow.
6: That was some pretty wild damage.
4: Well, I couldn't have
1: done it without my trusty companions.
6: Jack, it's your turn.
1: Jack looks at this bloody mess of a monster in front of him and finds this moment where we lock eyes and says, friend, you're outnumbered. You've just been chopped in half in less than six seconds. Surrender and be at peace. And when he says those last words, he fills them with all the magic he can. He puts his spell secrets in there to target this thing's mind directly. He fills this suggestion with as much alchemical casting to make it as hard to resist as possible friend, surrender, and be at peace. And I would like an intelligence saving throw with a DC 18.
6: Okay. This is going to be a tricky one. Nice. I I rolled a 19. No way! Man. Uh No way. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Rude.
5: It's okay. I wanted a chance to fucking Uh, kill this thing as well. Does anything
6: happen on a success?
1: Uh, I
5: don't think so. Yeah, he gets your lunch money. (laughs)
6: <laughs> it's wine
1: now, nerd <laughs> So many spell slots
6: I'm sorry, Rob I rolled an 18 plus one
1: Jack falls back a couple of feet To sort of head back towards the direction Red left To leave Doran and Kraloth Between him and the monster As is his want to do mm-hmm. Jeez Louise
6: It is Alette's turn She runs up to stand directly beside Crayloth And tries to stab Renzo with her great sword, And she rolled a natural one. Oh!
1: No. <laughs> Get galette. out. What is up with your dice, Joe? No galette. Weighted dice.
6: Top of the order. It is round two. With this, we have a little bit of a change of environment. Uh-oh. Hmm. The wind starts to pick up. Snow on the ground is being pushed up into drifts, supplying cover and allowing easier access to higher ground, so it pushes up against the side of the smithy, which would allow people to climb up onto the roof easily if they would like. Additionally, Red, you feel like if you were to try to make a ranged attack, you would have disadvantage on your attack roll because of the heavy wind.
5: Impossible. (laughs) Nothing makes me miss. (laughs)
6: Renzo disengages from the three strong fighters who are menacing him, and he runs into the snowstorm and disappears. Coward! Red, what do you do?
2: You should shoot him. He's gone, Doran. He's gone. You can't see him. He's gone. Oh, right, 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 right,
6: right.
2: <laughs> I
4: should try. Maybe he's just invisible.
6: Well, you've watched him run away, so he's probably not invisible. <laughs>
5: Reddy's gonna run back up to roughly where Renzo was before he turned and ran. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm going to do a track to see if I can't determine exactly where he went in the snow. Okay. And I'll do a tracking. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five. Great. Right. His
6: footsteps are fairly clear to discern in the blowing snow. You see that they lead east.
5: I point them out to the others. Mm-hmm. And sort of say, look, there's the tracks. They're heading
2: east. Let's go. Onward. Lead the way.
6: Cool. Kraloth, it's your turn.
2: Onward. Kraloth is going to nod to Red as he says this, and uh, he's going to move forward. He's going to go towards the center of town, towards the east, and he's going to keep his wits about him, preparing the cantrip Sacred Flame if he sees, if he makes itself visible.
6: Okay. You prepare your action, and you move 30 feet east, following the footprints. Doran, what do you do?
4: Yeah, I just follow. So Doran follows uh, the others. Mm -hmm. I don't really think there's anything else I can do.
6: Jack, what do you do?
2: Mm, Not at the moment.
1: Yeah, Jack follows behind Red and and sort of moves to catch up with with everybody else now that he's sort of on the edges again, not a place he likes to be. Yeah, uh, for creatures that might circle around in the in the ice and snow. So he hurries to get back up with the group and has a spell in mind ready to flash on this creature as soon as he sees him.
6: Mm-hmm. And Alette is going to follow the group with her sword drawn and her mastiff at her side.
2: Does your dog smell anything?
6: Mm, good question. Rolled a five and a six.
2: Those dice shrugs. She's like, what dog?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. This is a guinea pig. (laughs) You hear the sound of a woman scream from inside of one of the nearby houses.
2: Can we tell which one?
6: So there are a couple of houses up ahead on your right. It's probably coming from the closer of the two.
2: That house right there.
6: Maybe 35, 40 feet away.
2: The bigger one in the center of town. I think that's where the scream came from. Let's go. All right.
6: Red, it's your turn.
2: Hearing
5: this, Red will move up to the guys, and then he will touch the snow by his feet until it melts, and he will cast Icy Mantle on himself. This shield of frost over his entire body from the ice rune um, will help him should something go south.
6: Smart. You were previously his target of a bite. So you're trying to protect yourself. Krayloth, it's your turn.
2: Kraloth turns to Doran and it says, you take the front. I'm going to loop around back. And he's going to cast Sanctuary on himself and move towards the side of the building. Are there any windows on the side of this house?
6: Yeah, there's one window kind of towards the back of the house.
2: Yeah, he's going to move close to that window and uh, he's going to look inside.
6: Yeah, you look inside and you see Renzo standing in a dark corner and he is licking blood from his hands as he stands over the mangled corpse of a villager.
2: Not fast enough. I'm going to hope that the uh, the storm keeps me hidden until Doran has a chance to move and I'm going to gesture that he's in there. Doran. So
4: Doran runs up to the front door bangs on the door and then kind of steps to the side, preparing my axe for swinging into his gut area. Little pig, little pig, let me come in.
6: Jack, you watch in horror as the corpse that Renzo left on the stairs of the smithy rises up and is standing right behind Ren. Red this creature tries to strike you with its terrible claws Coward. and misses.
4: Good. Are they terrible not- like scary or they're just actually like terrible? They're like they like, both dull. dull bad. They're, short,
1: very both new. Of them. they're bad, trend.
6: but they're also scary. Jack, it's your turn.
1: Jack points at the house and he unleashes a new spell he's been thinking up. Um, he mm. points he points at the house and everything from the corner of the house inside is filled with this 30-foot cube of bright, hypnotic, pulsing light. And so everything in a 30-foot cube starting at that corner of their house and going sort of southeast. And he's, and he's putting all of his alchemical jazz again. He's spending so many spell slots to jazz these spells up because they might as well. So we're hypnotic patterning Inside that whole thirty foot cube and it'll be a wisdom save DC eighteen. And that'll cost all of the rest of my third level spells, so we're Wow. (laughs) Wow. We're running on empty.
6: It's a wisdom save?
1: It is a wisdom save DC eighteen.
6: I got a seventeen. Hey Mm oh!
1: And if there's anyone else alive in there, they would also fall for it. But the pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees it must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. The creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed by the spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Nice. So hopefully it okay. can be charmed.
6: What is the duration of the spell?
1: One minute while I concentrate on it.
6: So you don't know if it's successful or not.
1: Mm. I've tried to hypnotize everyone in the building. You can Don't shake them out of it if it looks like they're under my spell. We've got a minute to figure out something else. Who's that? (laughs) What's going on back there? I heard you shout. Something's crawled up from the dead behind Red. I'm going to get out of the way. What? This just got serious. It wasn't serious before. (laughs) And Jack moves sort of off the road, sort of southeast to get kind of in line with Kraloth, but put like a house in a brick wall between him and the last gu-gu-gu, whatever the heck that is. If that's the case, keep (laughs) an
2: eye out for all bodies. (laughs) Gu-gu-gu. Hate to state the obvious. That's a good point. They seem um, to come to life, eh? I, it's not the first time I've seen this. Oh, really?
6: Alette makes a constitution saving throw.
2: Was she bit?
6: No. Oh. She succeeded, so she's fine. She moves towards this risen villager, this corpse, this undead, and she tries to slash at it with her greatsword. She hits once.
1: Nice. Hey-o. Go, Alette. The only time anyone ever cheers for a tax collector is when they're killing the undead. So death and taxes is really proving to be uh, the truths are coming out here. She deals
6: Uh. 10 damage. Nice. So this dude is, I guess, just going to chill for a little bit.
1: Nice. That's right. Incapacitated. Can't take actions or reactions.
6: Red. It's your turn. Make a constitution saving throw. Oh. 17. Cool, you're good. Yeah, nice. it smells real bad.
1: Oh, phew.
5: Good. All right,
6: you're 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 fine. What do you do?
5: Red will pull out his bow and fire at this thing's head. You're right next to it. You're going to get disadvantage, right?
6: Oh, I'm okay with
5: that, because I still hit with a plus 10. So that'll be 24 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, doing 15 damage. Great. And then I'm going to move.
6: It's going to try to bite
5: you. No, it will not. Why not? Because I am fleet of foot. Uh, at level eight, I got fleet of foot, which means after I attack, I can move away without provoking an attack of opportunity. Oh, Ooh. no way. I n- will never worry about that again.
6: Way to go. Never yeah. again?
5: I am going to move
2: towards Krayloth by the window, and I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. Crayloth. Okay, so Krayloth, seeing that this creature is, you said incapacitated, right? Yes. Can't take actions or reactions and has a speed of zero. And
1: uh, how long does that spell last, Jack? I've got him for a minute. minute. Unless anybody hurts him or shakes him out of it. That makes it tough to kill him then, Jack. If he's cursed, it might not be his fault. He might not have done this to himself. I don't know. He seemed like kind of an asshole even when we met him in human form.
2: We removed the curse. We already removed it and he's still fighting. We got to take him out before he gets to more of the villagers. If you want to kill him, he better be dead that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This window that's in front of Kraloth... Uh, Is it open, or I guess it's not. Can I get in there?
6: Uh, I mean, you could break the window.
2: Kraloth hefts his mace and smashes in the window, and then a shard of glass falls in the toe of the creature, and he is broken out (laughs) of (laughs) his (laughs) hip. And Kraloth vaults over this ledge and steps onto the hardwood floor and looks up, and there's this eerie sight of this writhing body on the ground, Next to the standing form of Renzo, Kraloth doesn't take his eyes off of Renzo as he steps into the room.
6: There is another villager in the house that is also hypnotized.
2: Okay. Kraloth is going to look down at this person at his feet, the one that Renzo just attacked. Can I do a medicine check on her to see whether or not she's turning?
6: Yeah, you can. You can do a medicine check. Uh, Seventeen. It's very possible that the outcome of this gruesome violence is that there will be another undead creature on your hands.
2: And is it writhing right now, or is she dead dead?
6: Dead currently.
2: This other villager that's in the house, where are they looking?
6: They're just looking straight ahead of them in fear, just kind of petrified by an invisible hypnotic pattern.
2: Kraloth wields his mace and smashes her head in. What? Why? She's just a person. The living, the living one? one? No, no, no. The, no one that's, the, the one that's... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So Kraloth glances at this <laughs> other villager, sees that their gaze is, is unseeing, and knows what he has to do. He turns back the witness. to the, the, the corpse, hefts his mace, and smashes her head. Coup de grâce. That's right. In the name of Kelimboi, he will not rise.
6: Doran. It's your turn. You're standing in the doorway of this house and you watch as Kraloth breaks the window, jumps in and pulverizes a corpse's brains with his mace. What do you do?
4: You know what? Doran really doesn't know much else other than take out your enemy. So I think Doran's instinct is to barge in. You were listening to the conversation, right? So, yes. so you know yeah. as,
2: as Doran comes in, Kraloth is yeah, going to say, wait, like, wait, he's hypnotized right now. Jack has him under a spell. And if we touch him, he's going to come back to life and he might attack other villagers.
4: So Doran stands there with his axe wielded and like ready to strike. And he hears Kralos say this. So what?
1: Orcsplitter's whispering
6: to you. She's like,
3: you have to kill.
1: Get the villagers out. Save the innocents. Just wait for me to come inside, you dummy. (laughs) Then we can do it all at once.
4: Doran looks at the villager that's frightened and standing in the corner. He says, get out of here. He's frightened it and standing move. in the corner. Oh, He's hypnotized you can wake as him well.
1: Up. Yeah, you got to take an action. Get the innocent out of the room. Good oh, idea.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I grab the shoulder of the innocent person. and cool. I thought, like That's what I meant. I just forgot that they were also charmed. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that.
6: And you see this villager's eyes snap to... Realize Don't look what's down. going on. Don't look
4: down. <laughs> <laughs> Martha?
6: <laughs> and then just run. the villager starts to just, just bolts out the door. Good stuff. The undead creature outside exchanges blows with Alette. You left me. You left me. She's got nah, She's this. fine. It's going to try to bite her with a 13 and does not hit. <laughs> Alette's got great armor.
1: Nice.
2: Good
1: job, Alette.
6: Jack, it's your turn.
1: Jack's been using a lot of his time to use his keen mind to practice magic without moving, and he's going to try it now for the first time. As a bonus action, he can telekinetically shove a creature Hmm. uh, to get them out of the way, and I think he's going to say to Alette, I'm going to move you, just let it happen, and try and pull her sort of southeast away from this creature she's fighting. Hmm. If she... Agrees and lets it happen. She can just move five feet sort of towards me and to the right a little bit. And if not, she can make a strength saving throw.
6: I mean, she wants to kill this undead creature. She's going to try to save against that movement. She's locked in deadly melee.
1: Milady. Milady. That's fair.
6: That's only a 12.
1: So DC was 16. So she's going to move sort of southeast five feet. What a weird feeling. And that's my bonus action. Because I'm going to... Does
6: that... Incur an attack of uh, opportunity. It, it does
1: not because it's forced movement. Cool. Uh, but then I'm going to draw the ild fire rune with my fingers, and in the like dot in the center of it, when I press that point, a bolt of fire is going to shoot out towards this creature. Aha! So there's another. Excellent thought process there I see it. Uh,
6: And of course there is it's Jack Page
1: and I get to roll an attack roll for like the first time in this whole game we're at level yeah one. Yay. Dun, dun. episode it. 100 <laughs> I thought I'm gonna break out an attack roll and fail
6: uh, let's see it 12 let's see what you get how do we like 12 you
1: miss <laughs> Yep. You I'm miss. not good at this <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah bolt of fire lands in the snow at the feet it's a warning shot uh, and I'm going turns around and she's like,
6: "What the fuck, man?" I don't know. I'm I'm
1: already moving thirty feet to get behind. Red. <laughs> All right, good luck. That's great. That's great.
6: I let trams back through the snow to get you sh- <laughs> to get back up to beside this, this creature.
2: Her dog is just barking wildly beside her. Boy, are her mm-hmm. dogs barking? Um, uh-huh.
6: unfortunately, you put her off balance. Yeah, oh, well, so. She misses both of her uh, attacks against this creature.
1: Don't blame Jack for that. Blame the wizard. We're used to it. It's all our fault. I can
6: and I will. A team of four riding horses careens through the village, dragging the burning wreckage of a carriage. The mangled carriage is splattered with gore. The horses have clearly trampled someone in their fright. It careens by your party, the horses screaming in fear as it passes.
2: What
1: the
0: hell
2: is that? Alette's okay, right?
6: Yeah, Alette's fine. She kind of like dodges out of the way, but it looks like it could potentially be a dangerous situation for some of the nearby houses, depending on what happens next. Renzo is still paralyzed inside of the house. So it is Red's turn.
5: All right, let's do this. Red's going to go in through the window and stand in the farthest corner of that house. Mm -hmm. He is top of the initiative order after Renzo. So if we're ever going to attack, now is the time to do it. And uh, I think he will break this guy out of his hypnosis because for me, I'm pretty sure it goes me, Kraloth, Doran, and then Jack, more or less. Here we go. This one's for all the beans. I have Hunter's Mark on him. He's damaged, so I'll be doing Colossus Lair if I hit. He's humanoid, correct?
6: He is. And now that you see him in the dim light of this house, it's clear that his clothes are absolutely covered in blood. 23 to hit. Yep.
5: Yeah. Nice. Thank you. 28 damage.
6: Excellent. Well done.
5: And I'll attack again. hmm This time I'm going to cast Fairy Fire. He's going to have to do a dexterity save.
6: Um... Yeah, I'm just going to rule that he can't do that.
5: Mm. Perfect. He is outlined in Fairy Fire, which now gives advantage to attack. Great. That is a 18 hit. Uh, Yep. Again, everyone has advantage on this guy now. Sweet. Creepy. 27 damage.
6: Great. Now that he's not paralyzed anymore, he's looking back and forth between all of you, and he's just drooling uncontrollably.
5: Should have stuck with Sheep.
6: Next up, Kraloth.
2: Krayloth is going to cast Ray of Enfeeblement. Okay. Um, which is going to be a concentration and it's a ranged spell attack with advantage. Great. Oh, that's 17 to hit. You do. Ah, yes. Nice. All right. So the target only deals half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. And then at the end of each of its turns, it can make a constitution saving throw against the spell. Cool.
6: Adoran's turn. Adoran.
4: Doran, it's your time. Doot, so, Doran doot, he moves doot, doot, up doot. next to the creature mm-hmm. and looks him straight in the eye and says, You're mm-hmm. goddamn ugly. And he swings <laughs> and he, hmm, I'm going to roll again because that's going to be a. Okay, 19 to hit? Yes. Doing 17 more damage. Excellent. Doran. Pulls the axe out of the beast's chest.
6: Cool. So this creature takes some arrows, gets a spell cast on it by Kraloth, takes some axe hits by Doran, and is still standing. Outside, you hear the roar from the undead creature as it's attacking Alette. <laughs> the two of them just locked in their own personal combat. Uh, Yeah, Jack, you watches this creature claws her across the face and she staggers back, her hand clasped to
1: where her cheek is bleeding.
4: She's like, oh, why didn't somebody push me away from this fight? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's your turn, Jack. Jack steps up to that window everybody crawled through to where he can see Renzo and he prepares an old familiar spell. He pulls out the spell guard sphere and now it's got this fire opal hanging from it uh, and he fills it with all of these Magical darts that look like miniature fireballs and sends two of them are going to that creature fighting the tax collector, and the other four are headed towards our favorite monster in the building.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: So, against the creature fighting with the tax collector, 42 damage decent as it's full of all the magical alchemical jazz and force he can fit in there. And the four more darts, yeah, that creature explodes by the way, wow. excellent. And then another 63 as four more darts come in the window and take a hard left towards this this guy. Nicely nice. done.
6: Very good. So Alette rushes towards the door and comes in. I guess she's going to get right up on this creature. This girl's
1: just going to die. She's trying um, real hard. She's going to watch Death it Death and taxes, right? There she's no. trying real she hard. Don't get, she doesn't get the message, yeah.
6: All right, round six. Fight. It's the creature's turn again. So, Doran, the creature bites you, and you take three piercing damage and ten necrotic damage. He then disengages and leaps out the window, and he runs. Damn! And Jackie watches. He rounds the corner, around the house behind you.
2: He's got to do a uh, Constitution check.
6: That's seventeen.
2: Yeah. Okay, so he's full damage mode.
6: All right. Red, you watch as this guy bites your buddy and then runs out the window.
2: He's on the west side of the house.
5: Red will follow. He'll jump out the window, stand next to his friend Jack and take a few steps south so that he can get a Yeah, he's running. You're just
6: lining him up.
5: Yeah, and I will attack. 17 hit. Yeah. Nice. That's going to be... 30 damage.
6: Yeah, you sink an arrow into this creature's skull oh. and he goes down. Hey, whoa! What's the matter, boy? You didn't want to fight?
4: Finally, you like fall. Out. Is
5: he dead?
6: Yeah, he's dead. Oh. Reg, you watch as his body curls inwards towards his stomach, and you hear his bones crack. Oh. And then he shrivels up until there's nothing left of him but a mummified husk. Which crumbles to dust.
5: I think in the snow, Red just continues walking as he's like putting another arrow and he's like, just like, kind of kept running. He didn't have to keep running. He he's like talking to himself and then he walks up to this crumbled, dusty pile, pulls back on the bow and just lets another one into like the husking shell of his head.
6: Yeah, the husk just explodes into a cloud of dust. And you see that there are. Two leather pouches on the ground that he was carrying.
5: Yeah, I'll scoop them up. Cool. I think Red paces back to the others and sort of goes through the leather pouches. It's dead? Oh, yeah. Put an extra one in just to be safe. That bastard can rot in hell. So Red joins the others and goes through the leather pouches.
1: Mm
6: -hmm. You find 70 gold of assorted coins. The other one contains a collection of jewelry and trinkets. Uh, one of the trinkets is a ring that has the phrase "For Krina" engraved into the interior of the
1: band. Let's let's put the fires out and and then we can sort of see who's alive. And I think Jack Jack walks around to some of the fires and uses this new power of the Ild rune to to start ex- extinguishing as much of the flame as he can to to save as many buildings in oh, town.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Cool. Maybe Red grabs the decanter of endless water then and like.
1: Oh, just, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Jack tosses it over.
5: Uses that on the other fires.
6: Firefighting team. I like it. I like it.
5: Doran just wipes his blade of his
4: axe, and he goes around kind of standing things back up. You know, there's, like, chairs and stuff. And
5: Yeah, the city, I mean, this town is in need. Um, I guess, where's
2: Kershid? Do we remember where he ran off to last?
6: Um, Kershid hasn't been seen since before the mob attacked you.
2: Kralov looks up to Alette and says... What happened to Renzo? What is all of this?
6: I swear, I swear I didn't know. I had no idea.
2: Man.
5: So what about all that tax stuff? Was that something Renzo made up, or is that actually legitimate?
1: Is this town suffering?
6: Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. We're supposed to report to Mirabar in, like, five days.
1: I'd like to have a conversation with, with Kirchid. maybe see if we can get Pella's Want some help from Mirabar that... You know, it was their tax collector who, who brought a lot of this pain on them. You know, they're, they're a rich town. They can certainly spare a little for Pella's want to help them get back on their feet. I agree with all of that.
5: You know, Firth also needs to get to that uh, woman's house, that uh, Marina Cindergather. I'd happily take him there, uh, get him there safely before helping
2: out here. Yeah, it could be that the townsfolk are still suspicious of him. It's probably better that we take him now rather than wait until morning that's my thinking.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't I don't feel great about Firth heading there by himself.
4: I feel like Doran looks around and he sees like the building smoldering and then he sees how Jack's kind of put a lot of the stuff out and then he looks into the dark forest that's surrounding us and uh, he says uh yeah, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to go uh with Red and maybe just keep company along the trip. I, who knows what's in those woods?
2: I'll join as well. Uh, Jack, call him for speed.
5: Yep, sounds good. Take care, Jack. We'll be back in, I don't know, maybe an hour. Yeah. And I think Doran, Kraloth, and I head back to Firth's house.
2: And as we're walking back, Kraloth uh, separates himself from the rest of the group and trudges through the snow, wiping sweat from his brow. (sighs) Heavy breathing. He knocks on Zafri's door, who he had sent with his father, who had been injured, uh, into the safety of the house. And, uh... Not sure what to expect on the other side. He's clutching. He's got his hand close to the... The hilt of his mace.
6: After just a minute, the door opens. A crack. And Zafri's face appears on the other side. y, y- yes
2: Your father. How is he doing?
6: He's fine. He's... He's recovering. Thank you. Thank you so... So much.
2: Good. The town is safe. Um, Kraloth, knowing that Zafri and his father are safe, bids his thank you and farewell and heads back to meet the others.
6: So you head back to Firth's home. It's, again, a two-story house. It's larger than most. And you find it in good repair. It was not set on fire or anything. And he comes to the door when you knock. Oh, hi, friends. Hi, Firth.
5: Sorry about what happened, friend. We, we know you were innocent and uh, happy to see you looking all right. Did anyone try to break in?
6: No. No, I was sleeping.
5: Good,
4: good. Doran kind of like peers in. God, the place smells like dead animals. Uh, haven't you had a chance to clean that up? It kind of... No. No? Uh,
6: no, I was sleeping.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's well, okay. You know, we right. uh, wanted to thank you. Uh, that ring that uh, you gave to us really came in handy.
6: Oh, that's good. I'm glad.
2: Look, we want to help you get to your friend's
5: house. Uh, Kath Wraithright, whatever her name is.
2: Marina Cindergather, I think it, it is,
5: right? Uh, how far away is she? 15 minutes, 20 minutes?
6: Um. Uh, he leans out onto the porch and points down the road. Marina's house is that way, not far.
2: Okay.
5: Just down the road. Yeah, we'll take you there, bud. We'll come back and
4: cluck, Jack.
2: All right. Be on our way. Yeah, grab whatever things you need, Firth, and uh, we'll be on our way.
6: He bustles around the house just for a few minutes, putting some things in a backpack, and then he's ready to go.
2: What is he collecting?
6: It's like watching a kid pack a bag for the day, you know? It's like
5: marshmallows and fortune (laughs) cookies.
6: It's a bunch of food, but it's also like...
5: Rubber bands, a single shoe.
6: Yeah, like a spoon that he likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know... Like one shirt, but then also no pants.
5: <laughs> He's gonna yogi bear
4: it. Oh, so maybe Doran's like,
5: <laughs> uh, you might need a, you might need an extra pair of pants, Firth.
6: I like that, Alex. I'm gonna give you inspiration. Hey! Good
5: job. hey! All right, let's get out of here. We gotta come back and help Jack soon. So uh, let's drop him off, and we'll be back before you can say bingo, bingo.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be real quick.
6: You head off into the woods, following Firth, content in your very wrong opinions about how long you'll be gone
5: i'm sure this walk will be short and sweet and short thank you once again to our wonderful patreon supporters christopher ryan evans merlin mitchell cadwell ashley and jb colin burkhart daniel doug jessica Orrit, jonah goldman katie Orit, and mari kaneski oh huh, we owe you so much thank you
4: Cause he's the tax man, oh, the tax man. Eat your face, bring you back to life. He's got lots of things, he'll make you die. The curse came back.